Humble Pie is just a week away in the NFL. The Dolphins falling 48-20 to to the Buffalo Bills in Week 4, dropping their record on the season to 1-3. and We are reacting here on the postgame here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Oh, we're doing another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I want to give a special shout out to our everydayers who or, or who are locked in with us on a daily basis because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. This is not a fun post game show to do, but today's post game episode for week four is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. The Dolphins, uh, a Murphy's law football game is really what I would boil this down to. Sometimes you lose by 28. It feels like you lost by 10. Sometimes you lose by 28. It feels like you lost by 28. And sometimes you lose by 28. It feels like you lost by 50. This is the latter for the Dolphins. Uh, a final score of 48 to 20 in week four. And uh, early in this game, I guess we can we can focus on the game script first and foremost, and then we'll, we'll talk about uh, the the final takeaways from the game from a statistic standpoint, and then zoom out and look at some big picture stuff for the Dolphins. Um, this looked like it was going to be a 12 round fight throughout the course of the first quarter. You know, the first five possessions of the game, there were five touchdowns and it was blow for blow. Miami had success with Devon Achan getting the ball in his hands. He's of course scoring touchdowns again, some really nice throws from Tua Tagovailoa. Josh Allen doing the thing that Josh Allen always does against the Miami Dolphins. And that was tearing them to shreds, which he did yet again. He finished the day with five touchdowns. And it's 14-14, then 21-14. And then Miami kind of falls into a funk. And Teron Armstead gets hurt. And you turn the ball over. And you look up, and the game has gotten away from you. And then you come out at the opening possession of the second half, and you're down 17 points. And you end up, you, you hold them to a field goal to keep it at 17. And then you come out, you score a touchdown, and you go for two and you don't make it, and you cut it to 11. And then the floodgates just open, and the Bills scored 17 unanswered to close the football game. And um, it's a nice reminder that Humble Pie is a week away in the NFL, and this is absolutely uh, a league of the, the highs and the lows. And if you told me coming into the game Hey, Miami, you're going to lose the turnover differential two to nothing, and you're going to be penalized twice as often as the Bills for five times as many yards, and you're going to lose time of possession, and you're going to go for three on fourth downs. Uh, do you think, and you're going to give up an extra 0.6 yards per play? The Bills had 7.4 yards per play. Do you think you're going to win the football game? The answer is no. The answer is no. You're not going to, you're never going to win that football game in Orchard Park. And I have a feeling Buffalo listened all week long to all of the praises that were sung about how great this Dolphins team was. And how do you stop it? How do you stop this offense? Well, 
Sean McDermott laid uh, a really nice game plan out and had success. Now, I think if the game script goes a little differently, Miami does push to score 30 points in this game. But at the end of the rainbow, when you get to the end of the year, you, there's a whole lot of football that's going to take place between now when you build play the Bills again in Week 18 at home. And you got a lot of stuff to figure out. You know, there's play design, there's ideology, there's injuries and personnel, there's execution. It's all there, and it's all on the tape. The Dolphins miss Jalen Phillips. The Dolphins uh, missed Connor Williams. The Dolphins certainly could have used Jalen Ramsey to keep Cater Kohu off of covering Stephon Diggs. When you told me ahead of the game, Cater's going to be the guy who draws Stephon Diggs on coverage, I'd have expected a little bit less of the one-on-one assignments of coverage. So I don't know where the restriction is there that prevented that from being the case. But about the second time that Stephon Diggs beat the brakes off Cater Kohu, you probably should have stopped leaving him on an island. And for all of the gripes that I have about Ben don't break with Vic Fangio against this offense and what it looked like, at the same time, guys got to tackle. Cater Kohu and Brandon Jones got to tackle Stephon Diggs. You had him in the grasp for both of you. David Long's got to tackle Latavius Murray on the sideline and not give up another 30 yards because he can't bump him out of bounds. It's just bad. It was everything that you were last week. You were with the shoe on the other foot this week. And as we said last week, when you did what you did in week three, the highs are never as high as they feel. And I promise you the lows are never low as you feel. But this is a humbling reminder of just how far this football team has to go and all of the work that needs to continue to be done to get it right. See, some fans say, oh, same old Dolphins, another statement game that falls through the cracks. I don't think that's necessarily the case. But you got to solve this issue with Buffalo, man. Because until you do, you're playing for a wild card berth. Now, you have a couple weeks, the next two weeks, before your next big test. I certainly hope the Dolphins make use of it, and I certainly hope they come home and they lick their wounds, and some of these guys on both sides of the ball, they look themselves in the mirror. And I'm sure they will, and I'm sure Mike McDaniel, because I still believe in everything that this team is doing big picture-wise. But this kind of nonsense don't play in January. It doesn't, and if it does, it goes home real quick. You got to find a, a, a balance with what you're doing defensively against big armed quarterbacks. Because if you're just going to sit back there and rush four, and you're not going to uh, roll coverage to the best player that the, the the team has, then you're just begging to get picked apart. And they did, especially when you don't have your best pass rusher. They got picked apart. Offensively, just after about the third drive. Buffalo kind of came out, was really aggressive. I think Miami did some nice things. Tua Tungvalo had a touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle in the second half that was called back because Liam Eikenberg wanders 15 yards downfield. Not actually 15 yards downfield, but uh, very clearly too far downfield. His inexperience, I think, showed up there. Um, 
he took a punishment on a number of reps on the interior. You missed Connor Williams in the same way that you missed Jalen Ramsey for freeing up the flexibility of your coverage, just like you missed Jalen Phillips. Now, those three guys play. I don't think you're winning this football game. You still shot yourselves in the foot way too much. Way too much. So I hope they remember this one. I'm sure they will. Um, but it, I, I would classify it as a Murphy's Law football game for the Dolphins. Disaster class across the board for all the complimentary football last week. There was no complimentary football played uh, throughout the entire course of the game. None. Zero. It's not good. We're going to talk statistically about this game and the reactions here next on Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why I have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job on the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring in simple tools like screening questions. Make it easy for you to focus on the right skills and the right experience with the right candidates so you could quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Perhaps you want to uh, enjoy a little bit of uh, winning with your consumption of football this weekend. You certainly didn't get it from the Dolphins Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against a bunch of other thousands of players and smarts and pros and sharks. You pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that you can have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. Select two or six players more or less their projected stats, and place your entry. And with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, PrizePix is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepix.com, promo code LockedOnNFL, and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. You guys may notice the uh, the voice is going out on me today. I promise I was not screaming at the television. What I did do is me and the family went uh, to the hospital and we added a family member. So that's been a, a couple long, rough nights. It certainly helps put a game like this in perspective uh, for me, which I'm very thankful of. I'm going to finish this show. Make sure you guys get the content that you deserve coming out of the game. And then I'm going to go... Uh, kiss my new baby boy, hug my daughter, and uh, enjoy some time with my family and step aside and detox before we break out the all 22 of this disaster class for Miami. Uh, as you said, it's it's a losing formula for the Dolphins to go three of 13 on third and fourth downs to uh, take four sacks to be penalized eight times for 98 yards. Did I think the Cater Kohu defensive pass interference call was quite frankly BS? Yes, I did. Uh, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme. I don't want to blame this game on the refs. The Dolphins lost this football game and the Bills took it from them. Uh, so it's uh, all things encompassing. Miami 
did not put their best effort forward, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And the Bills did some nice things that the Dolphins are going to have to continue to adjust for. The problem is the Dolphins are continuing to chase Buffalo. And it, it just is what it is. Now, you lost time of possession. Uh, of course, Buffalo n- took their foot off the gas uh, to finish with 414 yards, uh, 310 passing yards, 104 rushing yards for a grand total of 7.4 yards per play for Buffalo. That included another prolific performance uh, from Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who finished uh, with as many incompletions as he did touchdown passes, 21 to 25 for 320 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, He ended up being uh, the team's, not the leading rusher, but one of the more proficient rushers. James Cooks went 12 for 29. So if you're looking for areas in which I think the Dolphins did have success, that stands out. I think they challenged Damian Harris reasonably well with the exception of three minutes left in the game. You're trying to get the ball back down four touchdowns and you got a free runner on third and five that fires through the A-gap. And just like everything else you did throughout the course of the game, you couldn't get them on the ground. They get a first down, the ball game's over. Can't think of a better play to encapsulate. There was plays to be made defensively. Now, Josh Allen still shredded you. I still think you did cater Kohu a disservice. I still can't help but look over at Xavier Howard and ask with the profile that you have and the salary that you have, where were you in this football game? Because he he did not arrive for the Dolphins in any capacity, and that's a bummer. Now, as far as Miami goes, they kind of backed into uh, some of this production. They ended up finishing with 393 yards of offense with just 20 points to show for it. That happens when you continue to go for touchdowns when you're in scoring territory because you're trying to come back and win the football game. So obviously you leave points out on the field because of the way the game script flows, 393 yards, 251 passing yards, 142 rushing yards, 6.8 yards per play for Miami. The uh, eight penalties for 98 yards, that's obviously got to get fixed. And obviously a a large chunk of that yardage came uh, on the Cater Kohu defensive pass interference. You also had your first uh, springing up of pre-snap procedural issues all season long. It's been a big talking point. How much better the Dolphins have been? Well, they have multiple pre-snap issues as far as alignments and communications and delay of game can happen, right? Especially, and that's, that's the credit to Orchard Park. And that is the credit to the Buffalo fans for being active and involved uh, in the game. And that's, that's why home field advantage is a very real thing. So Miami Falls victim to that as well. Tua Tungavoa finishes the game 25 of 35 for 282 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The interception was a target high over the middle of the field to Robbie Chosen as the team was pressing, trying to get back into the game. Had a couple other uh, near misses. I would say from Tua's perspective, it was nice to uh, see him Absorbing hits well, it's never a place you want to put a quarterback in, but with the conversation and narrative around Tua Tonga-Valoa, seeing him work through a game like this in which it is an onslaught and come out the other side of it, none the worse for wear, I think is 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 nice. Uh, you saw a couple of instances, including one with a holding penalty on Robert Hunt that pulled it back, but Tua utilizing his legs, uh, getting outside the pocket, being smart with avoiding unnecessary hits, putting his body on the line on one third down conversion attempt and successfully getting it. Uh, We'll break into the film and and look at the attempts and the execution and the sacks and see where the missed opportunities were. But there was a silver lining there for Tua specifically, because obviously as, as this team goes, it's going to be, 
in part because of what he's able to bring to you. Devon Chain, eight carries for 101 yards. Uh, Tyreek Hill, one for 14. Braxton Berrios, one for 11. Raheem Mostert, uh, the uh, big-time fade, seven for nine in this contest. Tua finishes with two carries for seven yards. Tyreek Hill is your leading receiver from a yardage perspective, three for 58. Jalen Waddle, four for 46. Braxton Berrios, six for 43. Durham Smythe, four for 41. Raheem Mostert, three for 36. A-Chain 319, Cedric Wilson 116, Alec Ingold 1 for 23. Andrew Van Ginkle defensively had the two sacks. Uh, a, a promising individual performance amidst all of the bad, and we won't spend too much time pouring over defensive statistics and putting lipstick on that pig because it's just not worth it. Um, now we'll zoom out. We're going to look big picture across the league at uh, where this Dolphins team stands after the quarter mark of the season and uh, what is next for this football team beyond the detox and the hard knocks lessons that come from a 28 point loss in Buffalo. Before you go any further, you need to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So if you zoom out, here's the good news and here's the bad news. The good news is you don't play the Buffalo Bills every week. But the bad news is you do play the Bills again in week 18. And as we alluded to earlier in the show, there's a lot that's going to happen and transpire and both teams are going to change and there's pathways for each team to move forward from. But if I'm if I zoom out, and I ask myself, understanding that the game today in Orchard Park is one seventeenth of the season. How much stock do you take in it? Well, it's an ugly loss that's going to teach you some lessons. You got to figure out what's going on with Teron Armstead. You know you're going to get some other players back, like Jalen Ramsey, like Jalen Phillips. Everything this team wants is still out in front of it. But you can't play like this. Quite frankly, you cannot. Now, if you were to look across the AFC conference and what happened on Sunday, I would much rather be in Miami shoes licking the wounds of a 28-point butt whooping than I would be the Cincinnati Bengals at 1-3 and three, and Joe Burrow looking awful and getting waxed by the Tennessee Titans. I would much rather be the Dolphins than in the shoes of the L.A. Chargers, who are playing against the Raiders as I'm recording this right now, who have a slew of injuries of their own, but did not get off to a 3-0 start. And by the way, does not have a head-to-head against the Dolphins. So it's all about playing your best football at the right time of year. That was nowhere near the Dolphins' best football. I think we can all agree that to be the case. I think you saw much of the Dolphins' best football last weekend, right? And, and sustaining that throughout the course of a season was always going to be, going to be impossible. Uh, if you thought the Dolphins were going to go 17-0 because they dropped 70 points on Denver last week, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you, you were always going to be disappointed no matter what happened. If you thought the Dolphins were going to go 15-2 and 
you're probably disappointed. I picked the Dolphins before the season to go 11 and six, and they're they're still ahead of schedule on that on that pace because I still picked them to go two and two through the first four weeks. You look at the schedule that's up ahead. You got the New York Giants next, right? Let's focus on the Giants, but your next two are at home before you have your next big test. Uh, and, and one of your two games is against one of two winless teams across the league in the Carolina Panthers. You have every opportunity to get right off of this, have players, if they need time to get healthy, keep time to keep healthy. Connor Williams not playing. Get right, man, uh, because the the downgrade from Connor Williams to Lee Meikenberg, and I thought Lee Meikenberg did as enviable a job as you could possibly ask for when drawing Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones, who are two really uh, tough assignments from a penetration football standpoint. And first start at center, some snaps that were low, had a couple tough losses in, in one-on-one hand-to-hand combat that were, were very quickly felt. I don't want to hear anything about Connor Williams throwing a snap too hot and too high ever again because <laughs> his absence was felt. Now, it's not the difference of you scoring 20, being in position to potentially score 30 or 33, and scoring 49, which is what you would, would have needed to win the football game if the defense gave you the same effort that they did. But there's no question. Connor Williams and his absence, his value was proven. And in, I'll, I can't help but think back to a month ago when everybody's um, up in arms over Connor Williams and the snaps. I'll take this the intermittent snap and the athleticism that he provides any day of the week and twice on Sundays or Thursdays or Fridays or Mondays or whenever the Dolphins are playing. So... I'm not going to sit here and and beat the dead horse too much over a 28-point loss in which every major predictive statistical metric of game performance, you got blasted. Dolphins got blasted in Orchard Park. Does it mean your aspirations have to go from 60 back to zero? No, of course not. But this is humbling, and it should be humbling. And I still really like this football team. But I hope a little bit of tough love is exactly what this team needs to come out and play the New York Giants at home next weekend with a fire lit up under their rear end. Because they spent the last six days having everybody kissing them on the cheek and telling them how great they were because they beat the the brakes off the Broncos. Humble pies a week away. So the question that was asked to end the Victory Monday show and end the week of podcasting last week was why not us? This kind of stuff's why, at least for now. These kinds of defensive performances have got to go. And you're sympathetic the first time it happens against the Chargers and you point to it and say, well, uh, Kellen Moore, some stuff that wasn't on tape. They improved each of the next two weeks defensively. Look, you're going to sit here and play passive against elite quarterbacks. Uh, I I think you either need to to have players that start turning up the heat individually or you got to start calling the game differently. That's my two cents. That's going to do it for me here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. I'm out of here. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you all again tomorrow.